And this Go. ball in the air, deep right center Go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. And Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. to the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use their promo code DNVR20 because when you do that, they hook you up with 20% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I am your host, Drew I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons, and it is Tony Walters Appreciation Day on the DNVR Rockies podcast. It's going to be a little bit shorter of a show than you're perhaps used to with the Denver Sports Podcast running a little bit long, and I'm set up to do uh, the DNVR Gaming Podcast immediately following this. So we're going to cut ourselves to a nice tight half hour if you're joining us us on the lives here on Facebook and Periscope. And remember, every day of the week at 4.05, though, again, Fridays I might get pushed a little bit with TDSP, but hopefully you're hanging out and watching that show as well. Patrick, enough of that. We've got limited time as it is because of that. We spent an hour and 15 minutes yesterday on David Dahl. We must give the due recognition to Tony Twobags, the man hmm. behind the dish, the stash that runs the plash. It's only, fitting. it's only fitting, and this will be the only cheap shot I'll make, just because I like to have fun. Yeah, it's only fitting that we have happen to have a shorter version of our podcast today, and we're celebrating one of the shortest Rockies players in their team history, Tony Walters, who was a fantastic middle infielder. Terry Francona said, let's see this guy behind the dish. And, oh, you know, just a handful of years later, the dude is, you know, handling a pitching staff that goes to consecutive playoff appearances. Uh, first time in their franchise history is being discussed uh, amongst the, the best defensive backstops in the game, you know, and, and doing it with a very, very young pitching staff, too, to boot. So... Uh, you know, we, we, we saw the, the writing on the wall, unfortunately, with, uh, with the fact that he was going to maybe make, make more money than, you know, other catchers on the market that are doing similar things as, as talented as him. Uh, that being said, it, it's still incredibly disappointing just because, you know, everything that he's meant to this organization and the community too. So many stories coming out about the great, uh, the kind of great guy that Tony Walters is. He really, um, is is just a good dude, good ball player, and uh, so sad to see him go. There is an opportunity for him to come back, but 
Um, you know, I, I'm not necessarily sure that's going to happen. I think he could really flourish yeah. elsewhere. And I'm, I'm kind of, you know, it's bittersweet, but you're like, Hey, I want to, let's see what these guys do. Let me see some of these other guys. Like you still hope, Hey, Pat Valleca, you're with Baltimore. Hope you do well. Like we, we, you want those guys uh, to still be successful. Yeah. Gerardo Parra. Hey, you just won a world series in Washington. Good for you, dude. Like all of these guys, you kind of totally. go off and do your thing and we wish the best for Tony. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you you yesterday's podcast with a question to me, you know, what percentage of chance did you think they were going to let go of David Dahl? And you were close to zero, and I was around five, right? And I think, uh, you know, my number for Tony Walters was 50-50, probably, about, you know, that, that that's where I was. And so, and you're right, he fits into that category of a guy, you don't expect to go out like David Dahl and become – this flourishing all-star who's just going to come back and every time he plays the Rockies, he's going to hit two home runs and five RBI. And, you know, I was like, no, Walters is going to continue to be Tony Walters. And who Tony Walters is, is a damn good ball player, man. And and I I never thought he got enough credit for what he does behind the dish. Um, You know, we've talked a lot over the years about his framing abilities and him working with the pitching staff and – all of that kind of stuff. But I, I really do think it's the personal connections that he made inside that clubhouse, uh, probably the strongest and most notable and, and most known with Herman Marquez, right? And, and and the kind of special relationship that they developed over the years. And But to answer, actually, you know, this is the point I'm kind of making to Wild the Innocence question here. Was Tony ever much of a trade piece? No, no, no. Because backup catchers, well, everybody needs them. You have to have them, and they're a value. And Tony's not going to be out of baseball for a while. He's going to stick around Major League Baseball. I don't know where, and, you know, it's going to be a weird offseason. He might be one of those guys who's, you know, the season has started and he's still looking for a job just because we're in pandemic world, and that would really, really suck. I I, I think someone will grab him, but it's going to be a weird offseason, man. We're (laughs) predicting this stuff is going to get tough. David Dahl will get picked up. Just will. Patrick and I are only betting on whether or not he'll get paid more in free agency than the Rockies would have had to pay him in arbitration. That's the only question. That Walters, I don't know if people if people see it, if people see, if I may, the heart of a champion, Patrick, of you know, like you said, what is it? he's he's five six in cleats. Um he, you know, he's he weighs a buck twenty soaking wet. Uh, he was but, more than that. Come on. No, he's, he's actually he's 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 <laughs> actually yeah, he's he's a, th- he's a thicker guy than that. Uh, but he, you know, it's it's almost like his his power output on the field would allow you to believe that for just a minute, right? He's hitting a home run a year, sure, maybe. <laughs> and it, but but he belongs in the game of baseball, man. He's a baller. He's a gamer. He's a yeah. he's all those things. And so someone's gonna get a, a really great. As you said, a, a very Gerardo Parra-like uh, member of their clubhouse. Another guy who the, the numbers and the war or whatever would tell you, meh, at best, meh. That's what war is going to tell you about Parra and about Walters, especially during their time in Colorado. But someone's going to find out, like they like the Nationals did with Parra, that Walters is worth a lot more than that. Right. Yeah, his trade value is probably at a high, you know, after – 
maybe midway through last season. I mean, again, you're you're not gonna you know trade trade guys in the middle of the season. You know, whether or not David Dahl was an All Star in 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 July of 2019, you're not gonna go. I gotta trade him this exact second just in case. No, but I would probably say anywhere from from the end of 2019 um, to to the beginning of the, of the 2020 season before it got started. You know, is when his value was highest. That being said, still really wasn't terribly high. You know, there are probably mm-hmm. some teams that would say, oh, yeah, no, if, if this guy goes on waivers, we're going to go ahead and pick him up. So I think there'll be a couple of teams that'll, right. that'll certainly, you know, you know, give give him a call and say, yeah, we, we could use this guy for right now, even if it's a team that's not contending. And that isn't necessarily, um, you know, any kind of any kind of mandate on, on Tony, because you, you could look at uh, a team that maybe has a young pitching staff again. If you're talking about Detroit or you're talking about Baltimore, yeah, these teams aren't very good right now. But if you've got a young pitching staff, Tony Walters, for a guy that's not a 35-year-old backstop with a decade of experience in pro ball, you know, he's he still has enough of experience. He's still smart uh, enough of a guy that, yeah. again, he can, he's going to be able to handle those guys really well. So I think he brings that value, and you just say, well, yeah, we might only end up keeping him for two years. Um, but you know, he, he still has several years of, of team control. So you say, all right, let's, let's roster him this year. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, he might be a part of our staff in, in 2022. Yeah. When we get, by the time we get good, he might not be around for that, but it doesn't matter. We want our pitchers to develop. We want them to get better. And again, you look directly at the success that the guys like Herman Marquez, uh, and, and, and to a degree, you know, Senzatella, Freeland, Gray, all those guys at, at varied, varied levels uh, of success. But you look at that and you say, yeah, well, Tony Walters was there for, for all of those guys. So, you know, give, give him a little credit for that. And you say, yeah, there's, there's going to be a suitor out there that's going to say, yeah, let, let's give him a shot with our young guys too. Since we're on that topic, what is the best case scenario? Is there a contender out there who needs a backup? Uh, you know, and, and you're probably going to know the answer to this better than I am. I, I was, as you were talking there, I was starting to try, uh, I was thinking about it and I thought of a couple of teams. I was like, yeah, they're, they're kind of set, but maybe even <laughs> they're all good. David Dahl and Tony Walters are both going to end up on the New York GD Yankees, aren't they? Cause why, I mean, why would they not? Why would both of them not? <laughs> like what, what is there? Cause you know, maybe and Walters, if he got a better offer from somebody else to maybe be a starter for a little bit more money, might go to one of those teams you're talking about. Work with a young staff, something like that. You go and and you're going to be a backup in New York at best. You might even end up getting kind of stuck behind a couple other guys. You know, in that situation, Dahl could be the answer they're looking for that they thought maybe they had with Mike Talkman, uh, but they need that outfielder. And Mike, I got. Come to think of it, I got my money on that. So we're, we're going to have to call up Jake and John Boy again and <laughs> redo yeah. this whole thing all over again. Well, the Yankees are definitely in need of some some left-handed hitters. You know, outside of Aaron Hicks, who's a switch hitter, that that's pretty much the only one you could really project into their starting lineup. I mean, t- Tyler Wade, left-handed hitter, he's he might be platooning. He d- doesn't necessarily have the starting spot at second base, especially if they re-sign LeMahieu. Forget about it. You've got one left-handed hitter and he's, he's a switch hitter. So Mike Ford talking on the bench, if the Yankees decide they want to carry three catchers, which I could see the Yankees doing that since, okay, Gary Sanchez is a little suspect right now defensively. Obviously you like his bat. So you want him to start the game, get two, maybe three at bats, uh, three plate appearances a game. 
Then you go with uh, someone more defensive minded, like a Kyle Higashioka. And again, if you want the matchups and you say, hey, we need a left handed bat in this spot, let's go with Tony Walters. And we can afford to, you know, pinch hit with one of our catchers because we've got three on the roster. Now, something like that would more likely be, you know, Tony Walters, you know, battling for a a spot on on a 40 man, you know, being a non roster invite, which which I could also see. And you go, man, the guy goes from a major leaguer. Unless they trade Sanchez, there's it's a long shot for him there. Yeah, right. And 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 it's you know it, it seems like it might be a big gap to go from you know two million dollars in arbitration to being a non-roster invite. But that's that's still the the bottom end of of the barrel, for lack of a better term. It's just mm-hmm. two million dollars mm-hmm. is, is a drop in the bucket. So I mean, he he might say, well, look, I got a, a one point two million guaranteed in Baltimore, or uh, I can go the non-roster invite route with the Yankees, and if if I make the team, I'm making 1.2 anyway, so that's great. And I can also have in my contract that if I'm not added to the 40-man by opening day, I made a free agent, and then I can go somewhere else. Or you can have a couple of those and say, hey, by May 1st, because you know we know what happens in April should the season you know start on time. Guys get banged up. Hey, Higashioka or Sanchez goes on the I.L., Tony Walters gets called up and he's he's on the 40 man in in the long run which is really right. again we're talking about a week or two weeks. So he could be able to kind of have his cake and eat it too um, where he goes to a contender like that but then also plays well in spring and so, and says look if I'm not on another team by a certain date which is very common for veteran players mm-hmm. then make me a free agent and I can see somebody else going out. Like again it it it, it could happen where Colorado could have both their catchers. I you know, Elias Diaz, right. Dom Nunez could both, you know, hit the IL and they might go, you know what, maybe something happens with Servin or Chris Robago. They don't, they don't have another guy they can even call up. Tony Walters agent is going to go, well, we know they like me in Colorado. We're down for a reunion. Yankees aren't calling me up. Sanchez is playing great. He's back to being an all-star. Higashioka, he's catching two, three days a week. You know what? Let me go out of my contract before May 1st because – I got to sign with Colorado because they don't have anybody behind the plate. So that's that's one of those creative ways that players can kind of you know you know work around the the system and still kind of end up somewhere and, and and get that guaranteed money. So I, I now that you've thrown that out there, I really like that idea of, of him saying, you know what, M- maybe I want to go and, and be part of a winning organization and I'll be a third wheel for a little bit and kind of play that out uh, as long as I've got that little opt out. That allows right. me to, to go elsewhere if I'm really not getting the playing time that I should be getting. Because you could see him being that super reliable backup that everybody loves on one of those winning teams, right? Whether it's the Yankees or the Red Sox or wherever, he would fit in so well. But he'd have to win a spot anywhere like that uh, through the process that, that you're talking about. So, yeah, I think it'll be really interesting to see what he does if he sort of goes out and says, I want to. I want to get my money and I want to work with, uh, uh, you know, more of a project and, and do that thing. I, I wouldn't, especially in this, okay, in this economy, two days in a row, Patrick. Um, but, you know, wouldn't fault the guy at all for doing that. But I'll be very curious to see if he, if he tries another angle, which would be, I think, a lot of fun. Uh, all right. Got to talk about another angle of this, but we also got to talk about DraftKings sports book because not only is it the best sports book in the world they are throwing all kinds of promos at you all the time know y'all are baseball people 
but it is starting to be one of my family's favorite times of year. That's college basketball season. Getting excited about them college hoops. Now, uh, my Jayhawks, I guess I'll 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 take them. I'll I'll, I'll say that my Jayhawks they're they're not playing uh, in this particular promotion that we've got going on because right now one of the teams that knocked off my Jayhawks, the Gonzagas, I believe that's their official name, going up against the Baylor's. And we have got a special promotion. If you think you know who's going to win that game, that could very well decide the nation's top ranking. You've got the chance to win $100 when betting just a single buck on either Gonzaga or Baylor. So get in there and make it happen. Use that promo code DNVR for your shot to turn $1 into $100 when betting on either Gonzaga or Baylor to win. You must be 21 or older, Colorado only, bonus comprised of first deposit bonus, and uh, uh, requires a 25 by playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, well, and, Drew, my yeah. DraftKings oh, pick of the week. You've been waiting for it. Well, I've been anticipating. Right I, mean, I know you are on a heater, man. I'm ready to make some money right now. Pay close attention, everyone. Called the draw last week. Not sexy. Not sexy to, to call for a draw there in, in the old football, but uh, Tottenham got it done. 0 0 draw against Chelsea last week. Two of the top teams in the sport. Uh, I'm going back to the Tottenham route again. They played great in the Europa League uh, midweek. Went to Ludogrets, won 4 nothing. Here they got uh, it's the London Derby. Derby, of course, spelled D E R B. Not like the Allen, but like nah. the. Very unlike uh, seventeen eighteen uh, on the clock there for the Darby Allen reference, but yes, they've got the London Derby against Arsenal, their top rival, and Arsenal is they've been tanking, and uh, that's not a good thing uh, in soccer. So no. now, right now, it's plus one hundred for Tottenham. They're the heavy favorites to win this game. So my DraftKings pick of the week is. Just go with a prop bet and get the correct score. Tottenham will win at home at White Hart Lane 2 0, and that's plus 850. So for a $100 bet or even a $10 bet, you're going to win $85. So eight and a half times the money you bet for Tottenham winning the London Derby against Arsenal. That's my DraftKings pick of the week plus 850. You drop 10 bucks. You win 85 bucks. Wow. Okay. You heard it. Okay. You heard it here, folks. Two nothing. That is, man, if you nail that one. Say. Two love. <laughs> and I'm, I'm taking you out for some, some draft Kings night on the town. If, if you win that one, I'm going to have to start just texting you daily. If we, if we manage to pull this one off, I love it. Absolutely love that. Well, Patrick, one of the things that we didn't talk about a whole lot yesterday despite all the time we spent on just the general decision-making process was the Jeff Breidich press conference, because, well, honestly, he didn't say a whole lot uh, over the phone, you know, most of the stuff that you would expect. Uh, but one of the things that actually did intrigue me from a, like letting the dust settle a little bit and starting to look forward standpoint was the two aspects of the team where he admitted more than I've ever heard him admit that they're trying to focus on improving. 
Apparently, it's dump truck day at my house, by the way. I've had all kinds of extracurricular noises going on. I've only got four podcasts to record today, so it's been a good, it's been a good day for that. Um, apologies to everyone. Uh, but so the bullpen, which you and I have talked about a lot, and the importance of the bullpen and, and all of that. And we've seen them make several moves already. Uh, Robert Stevenson, even this, this um, uh, Johan Ibar move appears to be aimed at the bullpen, right? Uh, Derek Rodriguez, who's the guy whose name I keep forgetting? The lefty? Brian Gonzalez. Brian Gonzalez. They've acquired relievers. Those are those are dudes. Those are at least maybe guys. They're fellas. They're, they're humans. They're boys. They're at least boys. They're boys that could be dudes. And you never know, man. Sometimes a dude catches fire and he's a guy. <laughs> he ends up becoming a guy. I got that reverse. I had a reverse. Yeah, the boy becomes a yeah. guy and the guy becomes a dude. Becomes a dude. Yeah, I think that's right. But right now, they're looking for some boys who could become guys who become dudes. We don't know behind the plate, but Jeff Breidich intimated that they would, he, while also taking off the board, by the way, that they would do this in the outfield. So he basically said, we're not going to go sign an outside the organization outfielder, but we might do so at catcher. Didn't say what kind or how expensive they might be looking. So this will be really interesting to see Patrick, if it is a case where, Elias Diaz and Dom Nunez are the guys going forward, and they go out and get the replacement for Drew Butera, the new, you know, just kind of 34-year-old guy to be there in the scenario you described earlier so that they don't feel like they've got to call someone midseason and ask for help in, a, in an injury situation. Or there's an avenue here for them to maybe go and get better at catcher. Or they could even do that that way. Like bringing in a guy who's better than Drew Butera shouldn't be that hard. So, so what do you think, uh, you know, what, what did you make of those comments and what do you think the, the Colorado Rockies ability, you know, window of ability to actually improve here is? Yeah, I'll, I'll start with the last one. They're most likely they're going to go with a new Butera, uh, who is how we will, uh, call Hashtag that gentleman. Butera. <laughs> new Butera. Yeah. Um, and and that's a little troubling, I guess, in a sense. Um, if if their evaluating players, you know, is is if their evaluation abilities is is on point and it's been suspect at times, um, what they're essentially saying is, yeah, we really don't want to give Dom Nunez the spot as the backup, which is, uh, you know, a little surprising. It's a little surprising that they would think yeah, they would need three catchers for that. And again, a good, good vet is, would, would be great. Would, would be fantastic. Um, I, I could see, you know, they could make a very you know cheap investment for a guy, you know, under a million bucks, basically a body that is, that is around 35 years old, has a lot of catching experience. Let's bring this guy in and look, you're, you're teaching not only the pitchers, but you're, you're teaching your, your fellow battery mates here behind the plate, you're working with Diaz on his defensive abilities. So just kind of, you know, providing additional insurance. It's oof. It's, uh, it's, it's not Maldonado exciting. Too much, doesn't he? Even Martin Maldonado is like too exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. And, and again, some of those guys are, are going to have the, uh, options. They're going to have choices. And much like it was last year, you know, mm -hmm. when we were at the winter meetings, I, I asked Brian Itch about that. Like is, is the catching market a, a harder market to, to navigate? in you know free agency and, and 
and, and you know, his, his responsible, you know, wasn't anything, um, you know, to brag about. But ultimately what they did was they just said, okay, let's just pick up somebody off the scrap heap that is projectable and, and could do well. It's a great, it's a great strategy in fantasy baseball where you just spend a dollar on whoever's left over as catcher, hope they catch fire. And if you did that with Elias Diaz, you go, shoot, that was, that was great for and one I, buck. I, I think Diaz could be a thing again. Is he a, is You're a, right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Totally. Not an all-star, but you go, no. Hey, he yeah. was the right. eighth best catcher in the NL. And you go, wow, for the price that they're paying. And that's still pretty darn good. <laughs> what would Elias Diaz have to do to be the best catcher in Rockies history? Offensively, just take the, cause we don't, we just don't know enough about his glove yet. But like, honestly, like, it's on the table. That's how stupid that is. But like, you know, he's not, he's not going to hit the bombs that Ian edited there for a very, very little bit, but the guy can hit, you know, a, a, a contact rate that he's been at. And he has the offensive profile, profile for that. Or, You're right. But yeah, no yeah. one cares about the defense. Like again, we, we could go back and, and depending on the, the defensive metrics that we, you know, can come up with in the future. And, and I think we're, we're a little, little limited. It's, you know, mm-hmm. with everything with, with wins above replacement and, and, and even OPS is a, is a newer stat in the grand scheme of things in baseball for talking the last, you know, 25, 30 years or so is, is relatively new, but that's based off of statistics that exist. I don't think there's any way to retroactively go back and say, Oh, look at his framing. Let's give him this many points for pulling this fast. Uh, there might right. not be a way, but if there were, we could end up go back going back and retroactively going Tony Walters was actually when you take in all the defensive metrics, the best catcher in Rocky's history. It sounds crazy, but right. it could possibly be that being said, no, it won't happen. Yeah. that won't happen. And there's no way for it to happen. And right. no one cares about the defense. It's just about the offense. So if you just look at that, Elias Diaz definitely does have the opportunity, especially under club control for three more years. There is that, there is that chance. Uh, I don't think that'll happen, but, it's but three uh, years of him hitting over four. Yeah, no, it's not. And 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 the highest, like again, I've I've believed in Tom Nunez for a long time. I'm starting to look like maybe the Rockies don't, and and we'll see. Uh, ultimately, you know the, the the push will come to shove on that one. I really felt like it would have this year for both of them. It, it was remarkably strange, especially now seeing the way that they've just parted ways with Walters and that they didn't get Nunez out there to me. And I know it was only a 60 game sample size, but it's kind of absurd because he has the highest potential of any catcher in your organization. From all the reports, the defense is fantastic and other people may not care about that, but you and I do. And Bud Black does that. That third person may be the most important of those. I don't know. Weigh that how you will. But Nunez also has legitimate power that Walters didn't, doesn't. He's not, he's not dead. He's just not on the team anymore. Goodness gracious. So he, he doesn't have that power. Diaz doesn't have that power. Chris Iannetta didn't have that power. He had pop. But actually, Dom Nunez has better natural power. Roll him out there or don't. This is another one of those things. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, you have and nothing you, to lose. You have nothing to lose because, and if you don't believe in him, if you don't believe he can be that guy, then go get a real catcher, not a Drew Butera replacement. So that's, yeah, that'll be, that'll be really frustrating if that's what they do. Now, if they do that and they stick that guy in AAA, if we're assuming, I don't know what we're allowed to do. I don't, I haven't heard about this. Triple A? 
Your, has your car broken down? I don't. What does this have to do uh, with baseball, Drew? I'm oh, very yeah, confused yeah, what's yeah. happening in the world of the miners right now. <laughs> if they go get someone to back up Dom Nunez and play it that way, with him as a primary opening day, there's Dom Nunez on the bench. We can all see him with our eyes situation, and we expect him to play. If he's not doing that, You've, you've screwed up one of the most important positions on the diamond, even more than historically how bad you've screwed this up, which, as we all know, they've never had an all-star at the spot. They've never had good catchers. And if they're not even going to give the one guy in their organization who has a chance to be that, the opportunity to do so. Brutal, it's man. Bit, yeah, it's a, it's a bit confounding. And, and, and to finish on the relief pitchers, uh, I think that they think – they pretty much have the guys that they want. You know, again, it was it was a shortened season last year, but, hey, you got flashes from Tyler Kinley. Estevez is much better. Diaz is much better. Those guys were tendered a contract. Yancy Almonte was really good. Hey, look at Daniel Bard, Scott Oberg, if he's healthy. Again, these are all major ifs, and there are too many ifs. That's part of the problem. Uh, but I think that they think they're probably good. And, yeah, let's just have a couple of you know, non-roster invites. Sign some guys to minor league deals. Maybe another trade here or there. They just got the lefty eye bar. Uh, it, it's funny. He said that's where they're going to target, and yet I don't. I think it's going to be very minimal, and that's their target. That's it. They're, well, they're that and, and he said they would do more stuff bullpen. But yeah, I mean, we'll find out. We don't know yet, but I suspect yeah. that you're probably right. Um, we we'll just you know we'll. We'll have to see. You'll have to hang out with us and find out along with everybody else because until it's done, it ain't over. You got to follow us on social media at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick D. Lyons, at DNVR underscore Rockies. Of course, you know you got to subscribe to the DNVR.com so that you don't miss out on any of that written content. Dropped a spicy one. No, that's not how you want to say that. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I wrote a thing <laughs> and published it. Um, you know, uh, and there we season, talked about a lot. There was seasoning on. on it. You know, there maybe a little, a little spicy. Could have been mild for your taste. It depends. Some people tomatoes really get them. Ooh, that. Ooh, what's in that tomato? Other people, they're dumping the hot sauce on the popcorn. You know, maybe just for a little, little something. Little something. Uh, and I've got another one coming out. So if you want my most heartfelt emotional responses to everything going on with this club right now and sort of the two different parts of my brain, you got to check out these two pieces. They're one of which has already been published, the other which is coming your way. The only way to do that is if you're subscribed to the DNVR.com. If you're so inclined, I would hope that you might hang, run on over to the DNVR gaming side and check us out. We're going to be having a lot of fun there. Also, because it's Friday, it is Mandalorian night. We do our live watches of Mando at 8 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time, and then we do our podcast on that at 9 o'clock after because we're super nerds and we're having a lot of fun. So yeah. just thank you all for continuing to be absolutely awesome members of the DNVR community. I promise you that we will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman. And until next time, I will see you at the ballpark.